I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Empire. Hello and welcome to my podcast. Do me a favor, subscribe to the John Com Report wherever you get your podcast. And you can follow us on YouTube at Empire Media, A-M-P-I-R-E. Like button, subscribe button. Thank you very much. Well, today I'm doing another practice report. It's Monday, August 15th. On the previous podcast, I said I was going to wait till Tuesday. Wasn't sure what kind of practice they were going to have. We're going to be able to get it out in time because it was a later practice. But they got they finished early. They did have a full practice. So I'm going to do a practice report. Anyway, so let's get to it. I'm going to start off with some a little bit of news that offensive tackle Cornelius Lucas was back in practice. He worked with the first team left tackle because Charles Leno was taking a veteran's day off. But it was good for Washington to see Lucas back out there. He had an undisclosed illness that caused him to miss the first couple of weeks of camp. The fact that he was back out here last week was a good sign. He was out here working, getting some conditioning in, some handwork in. So he was out there with the first unit, a welcome site for them because they need a quality backup left tackle, not just left, but a backup tackle. And that is Lucas. Again, Leno was out with the veterans day off. All right, let's get to a couple things that are based off of watching, rewatching the preseason game, but also what happened in practice. First, a couple things on the preseason game. Let's start with linebacker Jamin Davis. I think they, the coaches felt like he did a pretty good job. And I did bring up one play. I, don't, I think I talked about it on the podcast with Bram after the game. But one of the plays I thought that was his best play, and it was an example of certain things I think that just fit right for him, was he, he took on a fullback, the lead blocker, met him about a yard deep in the backfield, and he drives him back a little bit. That causes the running back to bounce a little bit wider. I think it was Derek Forrest came up and helped make the stop with one of the, I think it was, I think it was forced with one, maybe John Allen as well. But that play was all because of Jamin Davis meeting the ba- the linebacker in the backfield. And I think that goes back to where you watch where he's aligned. I think he's, he was lined up a little bit closer to the line than he usually had been. And I think he gives him the chance to just play a little bit faster. They do have to read at times in this defense. You, you're going to have to do that. But I think when he lines up close, it allows him to be a little bit more aggressive. And you saw it on that play. On the first play of the game, one of the mistakes that they felt he made was in filling the wrong gap and playing maybe the the gap a little bit incorrectly. If you remember, I think it was a run for about six yards or so. On that play, though, Cam Curl, the safety, comes up and can basically read off of Davis and then go fill the gap. But if he plays it right, he can, as Logan Paulson was telling me, he can spill that run out a little bit wider, giving Curl more of a chance to make a play. But when Davis... Uh, Ron Rivera brought the play up in this press conference today. He said that Davis said he goes, he was just so hyped up to hit somebody that he wasn't focusing maybe on the details of what he was supposed to be doing. But then after that, they were pretty pleased with what he showed. Let's get to the tight ends. And one of the things I heard from about, for example, tight end Armani Rogers, who looked good 
was that he had no mental mistakes. One of the things that he, the coaches wish he did do just a little bit better was on that first pass to him down the sidelines from Carson Wentz. They felt like he mistimed his jump a little bit, but if he timed it right, then it could have been a big play. That's, a, that's certainly something you can learn off of a first preseason game, but they were pretty pleased with what they saw in the young tight ends. Uh, Curtis Hodges as well. There were some times like Hodges was much better on some of those sip blocks working behind the formation to come back and cut the defensive end. Uh, Rodgers had that as well early in the game. Hodges had a nice block on an 11-yard run by Brian Robinson. There were a couple of times he had some issues at the line of scrimmage. They felt like that was related to do more to footwork than anything else. And that's something they've been focusing on with these young tight ends in practice. And you saw that again today after practice with tight end Cole Turner. Now, Turner has been out with the hamstring injury, but Coach Ron, he actually was back. He did went through stretching today. Then he worked um, with the tight ends. He and John Bates worked with the tight ends initially. At least they were by them, not necessarily with them, but they were right by them on the main field. And then when it went to more team and group, group and teamwork, they uh, Turner and Bates both went over to the side field. Rivera said that when Turner would be out another week or two, Turner told us that he felt he's he was good to go, but that they're being smart and cautious, which he said he is all for. But after practice, again, the footwork is important. So after practice, I saw him again working with an assistant coach just on how you need to step on certain pass sets, for example, and how you need to, you know, because if you step with the incorrect foot, which they felt like Hodges did on one block, it can get you in trouble. So that's what they're working on, hand placement, and stepping properly, that's what Turner was doing. It's how he's trying to stay sharp while he's on the sidelines and trying to learn as a rookie because it's a lot of time to miss, and you can't underestimate what that can do to you. So you've got to work really hard to stay sharp on all aspects of the game. All right, well, let's get to receiver De'Ami Brown. He made a really nice catch in practice today, a, a good ball by Carson Wentz, looks to his left, comes back to the right, throws up throws up, and and to the other side on the, on the long, the, what would be the offense's right sideline. Brown goes up, grabs it, gets his feet down, a nice little tippy tap and falls out of bounds. A nice grab by him, a good look by Wentz to get over there. And it's something they need to see more of from Brown. On Saturday, there was one play. If you remember a play where he gets destroyed by the safety on an in route, they took um, Taylor Heineke throws the ball to him. Now watching it, I looked like Heineke was looking at him the whole way. That, too, can draw the safety. But what, what Rivera said, the coaching point for them with Brown on that play was that he's got to work back to that ball. And you see other guys doing that. So he's got to you cut, you're coming back to the ball. That way you can avoid the safety that on that play. But, you know, and um, anyway, so that's what they saw in that play. But Brown makes a big catch today. I will say he still looks like he's running more confident and playing more confident than he did last year. It has to translate during the games as well. <laughs> One thing, and this is something that watching the game really jumped out, and you see it out here all the time, but Deron Payne and John Allen looked really good. And John Allen in particular looked really good on Saturday. They look like they're ready to go. And I think if you want to get some hope for that offense, excuse me, that defensive line, it starts with those two guys. You need to see Montez Sweat making some big plays. You need to see James Smith-Williams holding the ground and Casey Tuhill helping out until Chase Young gets back. But it's going to start with those two in the middle, and they did a really nice job. Uh, Allen shows that strength, and Payne was showing some of the quickness. A big key with 
to me, playing a guy like Davis a little bit closer to the line, it gives him that chance to maybe force those double teams to come off the tackles quicker because he's up closer and aggressively pursuing the ball. What the coaches will tell you is that they remind, he reminds them a little bit of the progression of Thomas Davis in Carolina. Now, this staff was already, Davis was already ascending when this staff took over in Carolina, but those who were there for a longer time say that, that um, Davis, uh, Thomas Davis, excuse me, Jamin Davis reminds him a little bit of Tom and Davis as far as their progression. And so we'll see. It was a, a decent start for him in that, in that, in that opener, though. But again, it's with Payne and Allen. If you can get those double teams off them, they can wreak more havoc. And you saw Payne making some plays because that double team was coming off a little bit quicker, not just because of Jamin Davis, but just in general, Holcomb's doing a nice job behind there too. And then John Allen showing his strength once again. Remember one play, he's driving the guy back right into the quarterback. I think the ball was completed, but it was a hell of a, a bull rush by, by John Allen. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another guy that you want to mention, and I'm going to play off of John Allen because this guy, really good job against John Allen today in practice, stoned him on one play, and that's rookie Chris Paul, the right guard. If you remember, the first, I think it was the first podcast at camp, they worked him at tackle, and he did not look good. I'll be, I'll be honest, he did not look good. As soon as they shifted him inside to guard, he looked a much, much better, and that has held true throughout camp. He plays with power, and this is one thing I think that they're seeing. It, that I, mean, they, I think they knew that, but they're seeing it more and more now that he's here. And you saw that in the game as well. And what he they also what he also showed is the ability to work to that second level. He's facing backups in the game. I get it, but it, the traits he showed were really good. He's got some athleticism, but he's also got that power. And I think he's got a little bit of a nasty demeanor at the end there. And that's always good to see. But what they really I mean, I was talking to someone after practice. They're like, did you see what he did to John Allen today? Did you see what he did to John Allen? The coaches had to look like, was that John Allen? Yes, it was. And they kept saying, did you see what he did? So I think that bodes well for him. Now, when he'll be ready to be beyond a backup, I don't know. But it's been a good start for the rookie. Let's get to Carson Wentz because it's always about Carson Wentz at some point because it's always about the quarterback. One thing that it seems like is there are more and more rhythm developing, as you would expect, the more they progress together in camp. And that's something that I've been saying for a while, that you, you need to let this progression play out. It's got to be better this week than it was last week. Next week's got to be better than it is this week. And I think you're starting to see some of that. He looks like a guy who's starting to get a little bit more comfortable with himself in the offense and with the guys he's throwing to. There was, and sometimes what you also see is those upper body throws, those 
the throws that that he can do that others can't, which is you're in trouble in the pocket, maybe, and you see this a couple of times. I'm going to show you on the on the YouTube. You're looking left, you're coming back right, your feet are staying in place, but you're able to get your body around your upper body, and you got the arm strength to then whip it out there. You saw that a couple of times today. He did that exactly on, on the one to Deami Brown. I think there was another one to um, to to Terry McClellan, I think it was. But at one time with McClellan, he's looking left, comes back to the right. McClellan's breaking open. You got two deeps, two safety deep. McCain staying back a little bit, finds finds McClellan just a good, you know, nice throw, but also I'd say a good rhythm in terms of the progression that he went through on that play, giving McClellan a chance to get open, et cetera. And I don't want to make too much of it, but he did, you know, I think you start, I think I'm starting to see some more of that. We'll see how it plays out in practice Tuesday and the game Saturday. And then we'll see where it goes the following week. He also had a nice job on one throw. I think this was another throw too. It was a five-step drop, um, looks looks to one side, comes back to the right to look to Jahan Dotson. A little bit of a low throw, looked like Dotson did, was able to go down and get it. A, but again, another upper body throw. And you don't want to get in the habit of a lot of those by any means because sometimes he gets himself into trouble with those shows. That's when sometimes the ball sails a little bit or when he's off target a little bit. But there are times it's one thing that he can do is, you know, you don't always, you can see it. And it's, a, it's a little bit more of a quick twist. You're going, boom, you go, because you don't always have to get around. A lot of other guys have to get their feet around and get their whole body in the throw. He's got that luxury. Again, though, it's one of those things where when it doesn't work, it's like, oh, you got to get your feet into it, right? You got to get your feet around. But when it does work, it's like, this is one thing he does well. That's, there you go. One thing, too, that I want to touch on, just got about two, going to a couple more minutes here, but the offensive diversity, and what's going to go back to the Antonio Gibson fumble situation, right? So Washington has more options if Gibson doesn't fix these fumble problems, which which go back to the way he runs the ball. And and sometimes I feel it's a little bit of more of a pitter-patter, which when you're indecisive, it says, you know, his body starts to move a little bit and the ball starts to swing out a little bit. You need to hold tight. When he's one cut and go, the ball is a lot more tighter to his body. He needs to stay doing that. So it's more about that than it is the fumbles because the other part will help cure the fumble problem. But what Washington has this year, it didn't have last year, is more diversity in terms of their options. They can go, for example, to Brian Robinson. Robinson was working with the ones, I think, just as much as Antonio Gibson today. Why that is, I can't say that it was all directly related to that. But Robinson did get some reps there, and he has in the past. It's not that it's unusual. But you can also go to three receiver sets with J.D. McKissick and a tight end. So essentially, you could have, when Logan Thomas is healthy, Logan Thomas with Curtis Samuel, uh, Jahan Dotson, Terry McLaurin, J.D. McKissick, all receiving options. Spread them out. Or you can put, if you wanted to, you can put McKissick and Curtis Samuel in the backfield together. Throw a little play action to one of them. You You have to honor it that the other one then gets a chance to get out of the backfield um, for a pass, right? So I think that's something that I think you can see, but it gives them options. If excuse me, if Gibson doesn't cure those issues, they definitely have options, not just with Robinson, but with the way they can run their offense and the scheme or the alignments they can, the alignments and packages, excuse me, that they can use. That's something that they didn't have last year. You need to have multiple receiving threats. You can put three or four guys out there and the receivers, but if they're not real threats, then it doesn't matter quite as much. They do have that this year because Samuel's healthy. If Deami Brown develops, it would help him even more. But with Jahan Dotson and McLaurin and Samuel, 
they're in good shape there. And by the way, with Dotson did not get a, did not get see much action. Excuse me, saw action, but not many targets the other night. There was one pass, one route though that went to Curtis Samuel, third down and five, and it was a nice ball to Samuel, and it was the right pass. But on that same play, um, Dotson's on the left side, Samuel's on the right. That ball was designed to get out quick, and it's designed to go to Samuel. I'm not saying that Carson Wentz was wrong in that, not at all. In fact, he makes the right throw. They get the first down. Boom! There you go. But what you also notice on the other side is the way Dotson gets open, little fake, fake outside, comes back inside, but he gets the D back leaning out outside, works back inside. He's wide open. And it's just something to file away. So if you see that, you know, for this team, if you see that formation again and you know, like in this set, he can win here this way. It's just a nugget of information to file away for them. But I think what you can take away is the kid ran a hell of a route. And, you know, and, and there you go. So, Anyway, that's it for me. That's the practice report for August 15th. Appreciate you tuning in. I'll be back with another practice report on Tuesday, August 16th. Talk to you next time.